Grace. I'm a traveler, yoga instructor, and major foodie. I write all about it on my blog, Mildly Irresponsible. And I'm Kaylee, a bikini competitor, personal trainer, health coach, and owner of KayleeFitHorn.com Lifestyle Health Coaching. We've been best friends since childhood, and today we're here to talk about all things wellness. All right, let's just fucking do it. Let's fucking do it. Hey, what are you doing? Oh my God, I'm looking at my girl crush again. Ailey, are you on Tara's page again? I'm on Tara's page, but I am on her website, juicyhemp.co. You have got to go see her and her friend Evie have like blown up the smoke shop world. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 15. Today, we are welcoming Evie and Tara. They are college besties and are now owners of the Juicy Hemp Co. Tara and Evie bring style and class to the smoke shop world, giving their creative and beautiful touches to things like rolling papers, grinders, lighters, ashtrays, rolling trays, dash jars, and beyond. We are so excited to talk all things Juicy Hemp. So excited. I mean, coming from one dynamic duo bestie to another female power couple, we were so pumped to have you guys on the show and just learn. And coming from a um, previous semi still current stoner, I like can't wait to to learn more. Yeah, we're so excited. And I, I honestly truly believe in the superiority of like a female power duo. I think especially one once you really work on your communication and you get that kind of hurdle out of the way it's it's just better than any other every time we see other businesses we're like where's the bestie vibe yeah (laughs) and watching y'all like going to your website and just seeing everything you're doing is so inspiring okay so first Give me a little bit of like how y'all got here. I know y'all are college besties, right? Okay, yeah. so from there, how like how did this take off? So we met in biochemistry class and Evie immediately started spilling tea to me. Like, <laughs> oh my God, I just want to be best friends. And so literally <laughs> from then on, she convinced me to drop my minor of biology and change it to English. So then we made all of our classes exactly the same. (laughs) That was fun. That was really smart. (laughs) And we would watch Real Housewives in class. Like we, everything we did was together to survive that challenging, horrible, but also fun time of our lives. So we really just like were each other's rock during that time. And then I think we graduated during the height of the pandemic. So we were seniors you left for spring break, you didn't come back. And I got a job online working for a dietary supplement company that focuses on products for new moms. So like stuff that stimulates breast milk with like the fenugreek, all that stuff. So I worked in R&D there and Tara was bartending and she would, because we lived like a couple houses down from each other. And she would finish her shift bartending in green and she would drive over to my house and she would come through my back gate and we'd sit on the porch with a joint and some tea and just talk about our days and what we wanted our lives to look like. And 
that's kind of when we started realizing now that we're kind of leaving the college scene, we're moving on with our lives, the smoke shop experience that we were being presented with was so out of alignment with us and what our needs truly were with cannabis that it almost felt like being somewhere that you weren't even really wanted, mm-hmm. especially in San Marcos where we went to school, where it's just college bratty boy vibes. Mm-hmm. So we started when she would come over, just going and throwing out these ideas and what do we like and how, what does our stash look like now that we're not dirty and grungy and (laughs) now that I have like a house where when my parents come over I don't have to hide my stuff because they don't pay my bills anymore but Mm -hmm. at the same time I don't want it to look like like I don't want my mom to walk in and be like like you know the whole thing what's this yeah yeah instead it's like we and we already were finding little trinkets and thrifting things and using them as stash jars and using them as ashtrays and having tea and having that platter was always a part of like kind of a joke we've always had. So mm-hmm. putting that together, almost like you're having a bar cart, but you have this tray where you keep all your stuff. It just became what we feel is closer to how women use cannabis than what the idea that everyone uses the same way as guys do because it's just not true and we also felt like throughout college we always passed on um the whole cannabis thing was always guys like it was the men did it you texted your guy friend like it was never a like a women's circle type of thing um and once we stopped hanging out with guys like that because we're adults now and we're kind (laughs) of like not doing that anymore yeah (laughs) we realized like like the dinner party, like that's such a huge part, I feel like of women's lives and like the serving and the hosting. So the whole tray thing really um, played on that hostess vibe. Yeah. So we came up with the idea and we just started doing research. I mean, everything about this business, we've just Googled. And I remember we were at a wedding. She was like my plus one to a wedding. And we were ordering a bunch of inventory and it was like, Tara was on like two phones, setting up a wire <laughs> transfer and all this stuff. And then we were like, okay, well, you know, we don't have a marketing budget because we just emptied our savings accounts to buy all of this inventory. So I dropped out of grad school yes. and used the tuition money because Evie was like, you should drop out. <laughs> I I followed I dotted across my t's dotted my eyes my whole life I followed every single Mm -hmm. checked every box and I was like I would never do that and then I was like "Eh." I just just freaking (laughs) click and yeah it was it was risky but I really think it paid off and we got to learn so much about social media marketing Mm -hmm. and how to use that and what we wanted to use it for so now we're in a really exciting stage where we get to elaborate on that first idea that we had and develop it into a business that isn't just about getting our products in every smoke shop or whatever. It's really more about giving women an arena to use cannabis and learn about it and not feel shame to ask questions or 
to learn different ways of consumption or anything like that, that they feel completely at home in that we just don't feel like exists. Yeah. I feel like you guys just hit on so many like trigger points for me. I mean, first of all, I think your friendship is beautiful. And I think there is something super special and intimate about the conversations that we have when we're high. And I also think it's really telling to like understanding someone's connection because you're able to be really vulnerable with someone in that kind of setting and really share like thoughts and dreams. And so it is a really beautiful thing that women share. Um, you also hit something. I have never walked into a smoke shop and felt comfortable, period. Like <laughs> never. never, I've never had a positive experience. And to your point, like I remember in college, Kaylee and I, when we were living together in Austin, we also relied on men for a lot of those experiences. And so when we would have a negative experience with that man, like that meant that that just like cut off our kind of like fun or yeah, like our, our, our our supply for a while. So, and also like, there's a safety factor of that too. Like we put ourselves in so many sketchy situations at that time of our life. So I love what you guys are doing and really giving the female the power to like make responsible decisions for herself and enjoy something that, you know, we're entitled to do. So plus let's talk about aesthetics. Okay. (laughs) Call it bullshit. But like, I agree. Like I would love, and I have, I'm going to go shopping on your site after this conversation. (laughs) I would love like something pretty that like makes my cannabis and all my things look like very tasteful so I'm very pumped about that but I was kind of more curious or why or like tell me about hemp because I don't know shit about it and so I would like to learn (laughs) about the benefits and like just kind of give us a little rundown of, of what hemp is Okay, so this is something that I'm really grateful that we have the degrees we have because studying biochemistry is nuts, but it allows us to look at really complex things and not be afraid of them and understand them. So hemp is the cousin, you could say, of what is federally illegal marijuana, which is what everyone thinks of when you say weed or pot or anything like that. Okay. Mm -hmm. So these two plants, I would, they're cousins. So they're derived from the same thing. They have the same genus name, but a different species. So they're both cannabis. So cannabis is up here. Hemp is over here. Marijuana is over here. So it's a cousin that we like. We like, we hang out with that Christmas. Yes. (laughs) The difference between them is the concentration of what's in them. So marijuana has historically higher levels of THC. That's the psychoactive element. It also has all the other cannabinoids that's in CBD. CBD is just dominant in those cannabinoids rather than the psychoactive. Mm -hmm. So when you're thinking about this in terms of like real life, so if you're making pasta with sauce, right? And you're making a tomato sauce and you have garlic and you have onion and you're, you know, you're doing your thing. You're adding basil, all these things. And you serve it to your friend. And she's like, Oh my God, like, I'm so obsessed with garlic sauce. Like I just, I love garlic. I, I live for garlic. And you're like, yeah, I mean, there's like a ton of stuff in there, but like, yeah, the garlic's good. I love garlic, a lot of garlic in there, but it's, you know, you would kind of call it like a tomato sauce. <laughs> and then that so that would be maybe like marijuana and then 
hemp would be like an Alfredo sauce where there's still a lot of the same elements. They're just in different ways or um, even closer related. Like if you were to make spaghetti, like marinara and then like a bolognese, like there's really not a lot of difference. It's just in what is turned up and what's turned mm-hmm. down in okay. the plant. So awesome. marijuana has been illegal, I believe, since the 70s was really when they harped down on it. And it had a lot to do with the Mexican community and legalizing hemp in 2018 had a lot to do with the diversity of the plant. Um, before hemp and marijuana were illegal, illegal hemp was used i mean thomas jefferson was farming hemp and smoking hemp like nobody's business they were actually pushing the use of hemp and they were paying hemp farmers like Like it was was a a big deal it's one of it's one of the highest yielding crops when you're looking at what that plant can actually be used for the part that you smoke is like the flower so like if you think about a whole plant the part that's just like the pretty little flower on the end that's that part the fibers can be used for fabrics, textiles, like so many things. They're making concrete with it now. Like there's so oh, much you what? can. I didn't know that. Hempcrete, girl. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> That's so hemp was federally legalized in 2018. There are states that have legalized marijuana, you know, Colorado, California, those are the big ones in 2014. Um, but Federally speaking, you can go anywhere in the country and buy hemp and you can take it on an airplane, interstate travel, no problems. You can get it delivered to you in the U.S. It doesn't matter. The issue with the hemp industry, however, is the lack of understanding and regulation because it's Mm -hmm. something that was suppressed for so long there's no information and there's a very small amount of respectable research done on it. So when I say there's not a lot of regulation, what I mean is coming from the dietary supplement world, when you are dealing with, or with like, okay, I have this powder that's going to help you breastfeed. Right. And I have to say the active ingredients. I have to have documentation and testing to prove the amount of active ingredient that I've said is in there. And there is a certain amount of that active ingredient that has to be in there for me to say it will promote breastfeeding or breast milk. You know, there's all of these rules you have to have. Those rules don't really exist for hemp. And so what there's a lot of in the industry is people taking advantage of that and not having any proof, not testing their products. Get the product, slap a label on it with a green. And it's at the gas station. So are they blending? Like, is that kind of, I guess, do they do like blends or something of like not pure product? Or is it really just like they're growing and whatever it is, even if it's not like a true cannabinoid or hemp, um, they're selling? Yeah. Yeah. So when you're thinking about when you have a crop and you grow it and you take that flower, you have to make sure that that flower has less than 0.3%, 0.3% of THC per vo- per weight by volume. Mm-hmm. And it has, there's, you know, if, if this product was going in a skin cream, you know, there would be pesticide testing, antimicrobial testing, heavy metal testing, all of these testings that have to be done by a third party 
and you have to have all of that on file and Target won't let you sell that product in that store if you don't give them that piece of paper. You can't do it. It's not going to work. But for hemp, like they're not, they don't, there's a very small amount of testing they actually have to do that's not really protective of a consumer. And they can put things in it, like you're saying, like a blend or just not the high, high quality. They're not testing to make sure that it's in their parameter. They're just kind of seeing is it less than 0.3% by weight? Mm-hmm. We're good to go. Let's get it out. Like, it's not like wow. gold in it, you know? That's super so, interesting. Cause I remember when we were kids, like when Kaylee and I were 17, they came out with something and I don't know what legally it was called, but it was oh, called, we called yeah. it Creed. I yeah. don't know. Synthetic. Yeah. But oh. we would buy it at the gas cool. station. It was synthetic yes. and it would make people like absolutely crazy. Yes. Like it's not cute. So that's why I was like, is it like a blend? Is it chemicals? But yeah. So that's, yeah. Huh. Mm-hmm. I'm interested by that because I feel like to your point, like I love Alfredo sauce. So like, if we're going to use that analogy, like like we'll take a food analogy all damn day. But do you feel like then consumers don't like understand or know enough about the product to be shopping it versus like traditional marijuana? Because Kaylee and I have recently kind of learned about the psychoactive portion, like THC and how like a lot of times as consumers, myself included, like I was under the understanding that it would actually reduce my anxiety, but it actually will in turn do the opposite because you fixate on the problem and I'm assuming then with like using hemp because there's not the psychoactive volume of ingredient correct me if I'm butchering all of this like science (laughs) I don't know but like I feel like it would be such I mean or maybe it is a big market I don't even know about it what are your thoughts on that oh it's a huge market but the problem is they worked so hard to make people hate cannabis that these older generations, they literally have no idea what these products are and they have no idea how it could help them. And they, they don't, they don't even know the difference between THC and CBD at this point. Most people don't. Mm -hmm. So when you're shopping for a product, like say maybe like a CBD muscle cream, well, what if you have a job that you get drug tested at and you're confused? Like, is that going to show up on a drug test? Is that going to get me high? There's so many different products out there. It's very overwhelming. Even for us who we are in this every day. And when I walk into a CBD store, I'm a little bit overwhelmed by all the different labels and the different, like what they say they do. So people just really don't have a good idea of how it can help them and what it actually is as like a foundation. So it really inhibits people when it comes to choosing products that are correct for them. So who would be the ideal consumer for someone like trying to enjoy cannabis or CBD? So I think with what you're talking about with experiencing heightened anxiety and paranoia from the psychoactive element of marijuana, CBD is something that is an awesome, awesome opportunity for you. Yeah. So if you're thinking about the times that you've enjoyed having a joint or whatever, and the benefits that it gave you of maybe like a physical relax, a sense of physical relaxation, maybe it helped you be more present. I know some people say that it makes their, when they look at nature, it's more vivid, like it helps with that. And those are all really thanks to the CBD. So Mm -hmm. with CBD, you have to be careful 
um, with the claims that you make, you know, just mm-hmm. like that, like with the FDA, you there, if you have a CBD company telling you this is a magic potion pill that it cures this, it cures this. There's one person on TikTok that I personally just really have a lot of animosity towards because <laughs> she does dances and she's like cannabis strains for bipolar disorder. And I'm like, nope. Uh, <laughs> we're not going to do that because why does someone have to ruin it for everyone I know. And, <laughs> I, and, she, and she does it for so many things and I understand there is research on different terpenes and different cannabinoids and what they do but there's not enough to state that you can you know anyone telling you they can treat any disease that doesn't the doctor we're just going to move on from that yeah but things that you can say about it is it's one of the greatest anti-inflammatories that you can have on this planet your skin is the biggest endocannabinoid receptor. So your body already has the technology, you could say, to process cannabinoids and use them. So if you think about your body and the thousands and millions, really millions and billions of reactions going on in your body at all times, right? So maybe your skin cells, like you get a cut, and your body's like, okay, we have to, first we got to clean it. Then we got to make new skin cells. We got to heat, you know, all of those reactions are happening. And the cannabinoids in CBD are like keys that fit in the locks of some of these reactions that help. That's amazing. <laughs> That's so cool. Like, I love that. Yeah, I want to go yeah. eat some Rats CBD. actually have them too. The, yeah. the endocannabinoid system. That's how, where they started doing the studies on them. Mm-hmm. So uh, all of bats? these different keys will fit rats. in reactions. Oh. <laughs> okay. I was like, bats are so cute. Okay. Rats. Like, I haven't <laughs> seen any study on that, but I'm going to look it up. I'm going to Google it. <laughs> oh, bats are so cute. Wow. Okay. So I want to know, so I know there's like, we kind of touched on the challenges and what people think of THC, marijuana, weed, pot, whatever you want to call it. Is that, would you say your biggest challenge in your business is kind of putting out like, look, this is good for us. It's not all. Or do you you feel like we're old and you guys already have the right like client and they already know. Oh shit. I didn't think about that. I, so when I lived in New Braunfels, I was actually very surprised at the reactions I got when I talked about my cannabis business. Like I was talking to this group of old countrymen and they were all like, so if I have something on my elbow that hurts, like they were all coming to me with all of these questions and they actually all went to uh, the CBD store I recommended to them as a group, like a little (laughs) field trip. So honestly, people are very receptive. What has been difficult is advertising, getting blocked on social media, like the actual media part of the business and like getting a bank account and that has been very difficult, but the public opinion has actually been really great. Like from all ages, like my mom is over here taking gummies now, you know, like, and she was not about that. So yeah, people, people love it, but the regulations on like advertising and stuff, they hate it. 
It's kind of interesting, like you said, public opinion has just like continued to increase because I think we as consumers are becoming way more interested in like natural products to make us feel good from the inside out. But like, because regulation is so slow, it's like, hey, you can have this business now where you can sell things that help people, but we're not, we're going to make it pretty hard for you guys to like mm-hmm. run a successful business. Is that kind of? Oh yes. yeah. They, I mean, they've yes. done everything they can to take us down, girl. <laughs> The man. (laughs) Yeah, it's, it's definitely obstacles with payment processing, what you can have on your website, what it can say, the process to just be able to accept credit cards. I mean, that was like months of work. Are you guys learning this just by trial and error or like, oh yeah. I mean, we got preyed upon, you know what I mean? Like there's predatory companies out there for the payment processing. Like you really don't know what your experience is working with a company until you work with them yeah so we've had to kind of make some adjustments there so it's taken a lot longer I feel like than we anticipated um for our business to be running and moving but we have learned so much about just I mean a partnership that's like you could do a whole thing on just the partnership you know so the actual business side of it like that's it's, it's just a huge process of trial and error wow So hitting on partnership, actually, tell us like a little bit about how that works. I think that in the beginning, because we had a really solid friendship, we were able to, and we were really inspired. And so it was easy for us to kind of naturally gravitate towards what we're already good at. I have always been a planner, an organizer. Virgo. (laughs) That's great. In our dynamic. Like I'm the one, I'm paying the sales tax. Mm -hmm. I know the EINs. That's me. But for a really, really long time, I, and still, I can't, I call it juicifying our content. And that's where she comes in. She she taught herself how to design a web and build a website and then did it. And it was really funny. I would wake up at like 4am and see all these emails because it was my email attached to the website of like, this has been installed. This has been uninstalled. Like this has been like, just (laughs) you got to let her do her thing. But I think that we kind of naturally fell into those roles and as the business has progressed, we've gotten more comfortable mixing because mm-hmm. a true partnership, we just have to be able to be interchangeable yes. to a level. We got an astrology reading for our business and our partnership. It was so fun. And something that she said was our planet of communication was in the same house, your eighth house, which is like the house of the mystic and um, like deep stuff. And I think that placement really allows us to have conversations about whatever needs to be done, or if something is off or something's happened that someone's upset about or whatever, we're able to have those conversations drama free. It's not personal. It's not how we see each other. It's not about our friendship. And I think that is crucial. In the very, very beginning, we drew out a partnership agreement and we talked about, if you want to leave, what are we going to do? If I want to leave, what are we going to do? 
if we have a fight so bad that I don't ever want to speak to you again, <laughs> what are we going to do? Because going into it with that level of responsibility and understanding, like we're, we formed an LLC in the state of Texas. So I am not going to look foolish doing this. I don't want her to look foolish doing this. And we both respect each other enough to work through whatever needs to get worked through or worked through so that at the end of the day, our business is first for both of us, our friendship and our business are so important to us that we're just not going to jeopardize them for stupid shit, to be honest. Yes. And we did like all of our time in San Marcos was literally going on walks. Like we walked through the cemetery <laughs> like crying and like, do our shadow work. <laughs> so know. we did our shadow work together. So we know each other's triggers. We know what each other has been through. Like we know what we struggle with. So it's always just having that amount of respect and understanding for another person Mm -hmm. it's never like well you said this to me and I'm Mm -hmm. mad like it's never gotten to that point because at the end of the day we both have the same goal in mind Mm -hmm. and we know that if there's a problem we can fix it and that's just that it's like she said it's not personal at all that's really the key we've I mean we've had friends that we've known who have business partnerships that have drama and they're going through and we're over here like oh my god yeah no yeah you know for me I really struggle with a lot of negative internal thoughts so like my Virgo. whole like everyone <laughs> you know and mm-hmm. so for me when those thoughts creep in I can say to myself like I know at the end of the day Tara's never doing something maliciously towards me and working on yourself is what I feel like makes the partnership thrive. Cause like, I can't work on you. You can't work on me. Mm -hmm. You know, we're, we're in this for ourselves, but when we come together, we're like a whole person. I love that. Yeah. I think literally just, uh, cause it sounds like y'all set yourself up so well that like nothing's going to be able to break y'all. Oh, and yeah. I, when we didn't know what was going on, like that was when shit was not even that bad. Now yeah. it's yeah. like, oh, yeah. it always <laughs> amazed me, like in the beginning of the business being like, I really had no freaking idea what yeah. was going on. I don't think we ever do no. like, and then we get into it and then we're like, oh, but that's like the fun thing about life. It's like, just fucking do it. And yeah, I agree. I, I love how you pointed out like, letting you both do your strengths and what you're good at, but then like having the switch of like having to be interchangeable. I know that's something uh, Kaylee and I can speak to of like, we are yin and yang and we know what we're good at. And we've definitely like at this, this season have like really challenged ourselves to do things that we're like normally are not comfortable with, which has been so fun and a growing experience. And I think it's so beautiful to hear how you guys communicate with each other because having tough conversations, I think is like the staple of a friendship. And I think a lot of times we get like lost on the mark with that, with our friends and like people become yes men to us and just like, because we need validation and we like seek support and that's beautiful and we should, but like Kaylee's going to be the first bitch to hold my ass accountable <laughs> with love, like with love. Of like, Hey, I love you enough. Love to the say being crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So I think it's really cool how you guys have set a really good example of like how you can be 
and business with another woman and your best friend because it's that's it's not easy but it's no well you know you fun. hear about like the roommates like the best the friend tra- the tragic roommate now yeah. you can't go get your freaking cheese out of the fridge oh my god <laughs> and, you know and I think we both went through those scenarios so for us it it has to be a priority you have to know in your mind like I'm never going there with you and I think you, you hit on it too when you said like having to talk yourself down off of like negative internal thoughts. I think assuming good intent about the people that we love and respect is like everything too. Like I know if I read a text from Kaylee and it sounds like cold or short, I'm I like me I, as fuck. Me as fuck. I, I know and I know that Kaylee's like in the middle of juggling like a bajillion children and a business yeah. and other things. And she like I then like have to flip my brain of like, oh my gosh, she respects me so much to like give me five minutes of her time like today. You know what I mean? Like it's just all about how we talk to ourselves too, of how we can like interact with other people. So yeah, because how you read something is you. And so Evie and I have implemented a new strategy that we learned from her boss, which is the good old thumbs up text. You know? Like we know if you get a thumbs up, don't read into it. It's good vibes. It's done. Yeah, I love yeah. it. They work. I'm telling because you. Because it's if you get like a okay period, then or it's like, like a, oh my god, why didn't she say okay? She why? Me. Oh my god. It's like you're thinking about it, and you're like, well, I just I didn't really like when she was like okay, you know, and you're yeah. going all day about it. <laughs> But yeah, I work construction company and I've really, the experience I've gotten from there is just running a business without the emotion Yeah, yeah. knowing what you need to have in order to do that. And sometimes like a thumbs up emoji, it really is like the most pacifying. It's crazy how it's like, and even with like or my relationship with my husband, it's like communication. If we just talk about something before we start implementing it, it's everything. And also like you talked about too, I mean, just having that knowledge of like your best friend or this person, especially like your triggers and like all the things that you've been through and like knowing you like the back of your hand. A quick example would be Haley and I were talking about having to like do something specific in our podcast and I was like I I don't like it I think it's a bad idea and she was like I think it's a great idea and like kept pushing back on me until finally she was like I know you don't want to do this because it makes you uncomfortable but the reality (laughs) is it's a good idea and I was like fuck you're right like you're absolutely right like you can read someone so well that you're able to like push through the breaking point of like a really good idea when someone's able to like kind of punch through your walls of like yeah I know you stop that yeah (laughs) Yeah. which we like I totally relate to that as I mean I've been friends with Tara for a long time and she is one of the funniest human beings like to ever walk the earth (laughs) just naturally like she's not she's not like cracking jokes she's just like talking like normal (laughs) and I think that I know her really well. She's never, she doesn't have sisters. She's brothers. And so the way she communicates, you know, boys, they tease each other. Like when you have brothers, like they're mean. Girls are mean. We're on, we're on each other. Girls ass. are mean in like a psychological, like I'm in your head kind of way. And boys are like, I'm just going to like make you cry with what I say right now. I'm just going to roast you for no yes. reason. And so for me, I had to really like, understand her humor and 
what she's saying and when she's saying things that you know some of the stuff she says you gotta let it go you gotta <laughs> that's just gonna go and you gotta move on, you know and just knowing her like that has been so helpful for me but it it's not just helpful in like how to navigate that person but it's helpful with what our strengths are we just had a meeting about the way that we communicate about tasks that need to be done now I know how she if I sent her a insane highlighted color-coded calendar that would make the of my dreams I would send this woman into such a deep existential crisis <laughs> that, I be like, free she can't that fly. is like nothing on that's gonna happen <laughs> she can't even look at it really but if I but if we talk in a way we had a conversation yesterday morning and I said I really want you to focus on posting and being our like our export of communication this week. And I want videos and stuff in this XYZ style. We met in person an hour and a half later and it was like done and perfect. <laughs> and she's like, I have this. This is good. Like I'm a task master. She's, a, she's our yeah, task yeah. master. Like if she gets a to-do list, it's getting done. It doesn't matter what's on it. It's getting done. Me, I'm going to, it's too far. I need it. I love a schedule. She's like yeah. a, like she sent me this TikTok the other day, like about Virgos. And it was like, wake up 9.05 AM. Remember to wake up. She's like, <laughs> like we are literally as opposite as they come. Like, yeah, almost, and just yeah. understanding, like I, I was feeling really stressed out one time. And I was like, you know what? I feel like Evie would really love a Monday morning meeting, like a every Monday morning meet. I text her that. And she was like, do I need to get a divorce? Blaming my husband for you. Hard eyes, hard eyes, hard eyes. (laughs) How um how often do you guys meet for your business outside of your friendship? I would say that we have some sort of meeting, honestly, every day, but Mm -hmm. our formal Monday meeting is like our main planning, what really needs to get moving and done and what needs to be focused on, and then kind of some daily check-ins on how that stuff is going. Because you can, you can fall into the trap of planning too much and then not doing enough. So if you set up your week with like, okay, this is what needs to be done by the end of the week, then you kind of like go off and fly, do what you need to do. And then at the end of the week, it's like, okay, what got done? What still needs to be done Mm -hmm. so that you're not like, cause this is not a nine to five. Like we're not just sitting at the computer all day long just doing whatever we can. Like there's things that pop up that need attention. Sometimes it's like 9 PM and we have to do something or, you know, like, it's just kind of, we, we always say we wake up every morning. What do we got? What do we yeah. got? Like, yeah. Solving problems. Yes. We, solving- talked to, we talked to an entrepreneur recently who called that exactly what you just said. What did he call it? Kaylee, bunny, bunny, rabbit, study, study, buddy, study, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> He said, I said, I think I might be one. (laughs) There's so many people that are caught in the, the like planning phase of things and not the execution part. It was like, everything has to be perfect before we just execute. Um, but I thought that was really cute. I'm like, okay, yeah. I'm also steady. Oh, I get caught in that so But bad. that's why we're so great because yeah. like even in our astrology reading, literally she said that like Evie is like the structure, like literally the backbone. Like a lot of our best ideas are literally Evie. Like she comes up with all of this stuff and I kind of like put it in a picture frame and send it out yeah. to the universe. I can't. And sometimes it's things like, 
I have a rough idea of how I want memes to go and I can kind of start it off and then I send it to her and say, please juiceify this. <laughs> and she does stuff to it that I don't know. And, it, and then it goes up on the site or the social media at some point that is not about, I don't know. <laughs> but I had the gist and I was like, can we have tomato soup on Thursday, baby? Well, what I was going to say is I, what I love about that is you, a lot of the time you can get in the trap of being like, I'm this, but I'm not that. So when Evie and I first yeah. started, she was the planner. I was the crazy creative person. But sh- when she, when I, like we pushed her to create, like she makes incredible creations, like visuals, all of that. Like she is very creative, but she would never give herself that because yeah. she never was put in that space to really thrive in that. So you really get to see different sides of yourself too. Like when you get pushed out of your comfort zone, which I think. Yeah, absolutely. And a well-rounded like viewpoint or vision for your consumers because they get both of you. But speaking of that, like how do you guys decide what to design and are you creating things like you yourself would use? Are you watching trends? What, what does that process look like for you guys? I think it started like our essentials collection was based off of the essentials, what you need we're joint girls. Mm -hmm. So what do you need to roll a joint? Um, the bag it's going to go in those high, like kind of upgrading the quality of these things that we were already buying and replacing those things. And now we're looking at what do we need? Like, what can we see as like needs and what inspires us and what are our audience, our juicy Queens, needing what are they asking for like if they keep swiping up on instagram stories and asking for a pipe and i'm not looking into it that's a bad business decision Mm -hmm. so i think it's for us about finding that need in the routine of these female stoners and intercepting that and finding out how we can make it at a higher quality and something that fits our aesthetic we're really inspired by vintage smoking because that used to be such a huge thing and that's really where the quality and the develop and the development of high-end smoking anything stopped so looking back then at like the cigarette cases they made back then like the, this like the ha like I, like I love that I love like that like yes. everything was a show everything yes. was an act now it's just kind of like mass produce, mass produce, get get products out there. Who cares? So when you look at like back then, like they didn't have phones. So like they were creating experiences for themselves every single day. They didn't have anywhere to kind of escape to. So yeah, like the, the vintage visuals, but also the vintage behavior, I think is a huge thing for us. (laughs) Yeah. For us, the idea of creating these products once we have it, then it's just kind of like Googling, how do you make that? Where And then mm-hmm. finding out where it's made. And we've done one big inventory order. So we know where that's from, how much it costs and all that. And so now it's about optimizing that and figuring out where we can get things sourced from in the US or in Mexico so that the shipping rates are lower and we can provide better pricing. And where can we get the best quality of what we want and where can we find 
this idea that's in our head and execute it. Because when you're a small business, these big manufacturers, especially in the US, they have caps. They're not going to just make anything for anybody. So if you wanted, let's say our first order was like 150 grinders, they're not making that. You know, they're not making stuff like that until you have a PO, um, you know, from Bed Bath and Beyond or Target for <laughs> however much consistently, then they'll make your stuff. So yeah, finding that. people who will work with us and the products we're working on now, we're looking even more local and we found some crystal they're doing like wire wrapping we actually met them at a, a market, a market we did and they are so Aww. amazing and we love working with local artists because it's like we're trying yeah. to make people feel some type of way you know and like if you're just mass producing everything like that's not really how you're going to get there like they have a message and like they're here to do something, you know? So working with local artists mm -hmm. has been like, yes, so great. So we're working to develop new joint holders and bowl pokers and things like that that have crystals in them that these people are hand-making with specific intentions on what that crystal's for because something that we really feel like gets lost a lot in smoking or enjoying any kind of cannabis is a thought into it. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the day, it is a drug just like alcohol. And you could have, you know, there are people that have healthy relationships with alcohol and there are people that have healthy relationships with food and all these other things. And you have to have a healthy relationship with your plant. And if you can't reach for it without it being super, super mindless, that's something mm -hmm. that you have to look at. Why am I doing that? And if you're in a position where you really want some inspiration and you have a beautiful tray and then you have this special roach clip that you want to use because you know that this stone is supposed to help you with that, that is something that even if you don't believe in that stuff, in your mind is going to help you achieve that outcome that you want. So putting yeah. some sort of intention behind your use of if you're using CBD muscle cream because you're working out really, really hard because you have a specific goal coming up that you really care about. And you know that using this plant is going to help your muscles recover. That's an intention. You know, that's important mm -hmm. too. It matters the same way as if you're smoking a joint because you're so tired after a workout that you want to fall asleep and never wake up. You know, it's the same. <laughs> and not even rolling out of bed, hitting the bong and like dying on the couch all day. And even yeah. for business in 2023, I think it's beautiful that you guys are curating experiences with your products because that is just like, the power move. We're so personalized now. Everything should be an experience. Sorry, Kaylee, I interrupted absolutely, you. Absolutely. And oh, no, you're good. Transition of that. You know, a lot of big brands and brands that are big on social media for the past five years, it's been the influencer parties. And oh, mm -hmm. can you get all of the influencers together for a $100,000 dinner party so that they'll take pictures with your products? And, you know, there are some stoner brands who do what we do in our, in our female market who are like, oh my God, we just made this for a Kardashian or we're doing this. <laughs> I literally don't give a fuck. Get on TikTok <laughs> and dance about it. We don't care. Yeah. yeah, yeah also cannot like, afford it. Yeah. Like I'm yeah. not buying a $400 bong that Kendall Jenner has. It's literally. Like, yeah. And that doesn't make me want it. <laughs> it sounds like everything y'all do is with 
such good intention. And I feel like that is something that's good for any type of business is if you're trying to or wanting to provide intention behind what you're selling, it's going to always, I feel, be a win. What does the future look like for y'all? Girl, we got (laughs) So we right now are focusing on expanding our essentials collection and our vintage collection. So we want to add more smoking tools like pipes and vintage bongs. Um, and like some CBD pre-rolls, like just anything that a stoner queen would use, we want to have in our store. And um, we also are working more on our content as well so that it's the entire experience. So we want to be the girls you go to for any question about cannabis, any entertainment about cannabis, any of that, like we're your go-to gals. Yeah, and we're working really hard, like she says, when we're talking about this stoner girl routine, you know, there are some people who function really well smoking in the morning, and maybe that's something they want to optimize, and it's not about like, oh, I don't want to do that. Maybe it's about, well, have you tried a CBD tincture in your coffee in the morning? Maybe that's something you want, or maybe do you, at 2 p.m. when you have that hormone crash and you're like dying and exhausted instead of reaching for sugar as a quick fix like maybe reaching for a gummy or that oil again or having something on you like a pre-roll or whatever to help you through your day and understanding that yeah it would be just fine and dandy if everyone could wake up and have marijuana all day and be psychoactive and looking at you that's (laughs) we gotta go to work And we have to, like, I have to go to the grocery store, but I'm freaking out. And a CBD pre-roll is something that you could have in your purse, smoke in the parking lot, go into HEB and not be like, you'll just have that positive aspect of the relaxation. So we really are working on finding every part of why do you reach for the plant and what can we do to bring a product responsibly to you that will help you with that so So that's what we're working on now I'm so obsessed you guys are the resource by providing the information you've got the product to give to your consumer and you're helping them curate an experience and that's your service like I mean come on ladies let's do it all (laughs) I know come on down okay I got a question is what like kind of I guess wrapping this up what kind of tools or tips would you pass along to other female entrepreneurs who are interested in starting their own business? I would say find yourself the most iconic business partner you can ever find (laughs) that you are comfortable with bringing stuff up to, comfortable with being embarrassed in front of, like comfortable with showing every single part of yourself. Also invest in yourself. (sighs) Say no way more than you say no. That's that one's for me. (laughs) carve out time for just yourself to also just have fun because I think we can get really caught up in like the we got to work 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 or this isn't going to work but you really still have to have fun because at the end of the day this entire business was built off of was born from us having fun you know like if you're just running yourself into the ground you're never going to be inspired to create new things Yeah. And I would say additionally, 
believing in yourself and knowing that if you have an idea or some dream that it came to you for a reason and there's a reason that you thought of it and it's because you're capable of it mm-hmm. and you are going to have to walk into rooms with people that typically really, really intimidate you and sell them on yourself every single day. So you might as well get comfortable with it. I mean, when we wanted a bank account and I'm walking in and meeting the vice president of a bank trying to, with my little rolling papers, trying to convince him to give me a bank in account. In a small country town. Yeah, like- <laughs> You got to suck it up and make Reed like you, you know? Yeah. So I think think just being confident and being okay with being confident in it and not second guessing yourself. My heart is like tingling right now. He goes, hey, you're so beautiful inside and out. Seriously. Perfect. It's seriously like listening to y'all. I'm like, okay, so give us all the goods. Where can people find you? Shop your products. DM you if they have any questions on all this amazing knowledge you just dropped on us. Yes. So we are on Instagram at Juicy Hemp Co. And on TikTok, we are Juicy H Co. Because we got to hide a little bit on there. Um, Our website is www.juicyhemp.co. Not com. I don't know dot com. Yeah, we don't know her. (laughs) And if you go to our bio, the link in our bio on Instagram, you can find links to our YouTube, um, our Pinterest, and because we're over there, girl. We're we're, we've got baked uh, a little series that we did with Levo, um, the oil infusion machine where we're baking uh, infused baked goods. We have a blog on our website called High Tea, the blog. Um, and we also have a podcast, High Tea the Sesh, and it's on Spotify and Apple Music or Apple Podcasts. And that is also on the link is on our website and it's also in our bio on Instagram at Juicy Hemp Co. Just go to <laughs> Juicy Hemp Co on Instagram and you get linked up. Yeah. Amazing. Up. We will definitely link all of that good stuff in our show notes as well so they can find you so easily. But this was amazing. I'm like, now I'm about to go shop your website and uh, I'm like the perfect gifts. I'm giving gifting to myself. (laughs) I love it. I'm here for it. What do you buy the person who has everything? www.juicyhemp.co Juicy Hemp, baby. (laughs) Okay. Well, thank you so much for listening, guys. And we will see y'all next episode. We hope you enjoyed this episode and please, if you have not already, like, subscribe, rate, and review. You can also watch the full episode on YouTube at figuringitout underscore GK. Your support means the absolute world to us and we look forward to seeing you guys next Wednesday.